This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. Was that the first time you guys been in Philly? When you guys? Yes, correct. Um, we got contacted last year because I, I think. Um, I forget which show I was speaking. We were speaking to them. Maybe mm-hmm. it was one of the. It was one of the. It was definitely one of the ones organized by Reed, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, we were talking via email. We're like, because uh, I'm, I'm usually like, I'm, I'm really in the US in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm there for like a few months, you know, in periods of time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna still be here during that time. And it's like, oh, we've got a show in Philly. Do mm-hmm. you want to try? I was like, I want to try Philly cheesesteak. Yes. Uh, Boys to Men came from there. Yeah, of course. I was, the the whole time I was there, Boys to Men was playing in my head. That is awesome. Of course. Of course. It's like, this is where, this is where they came from. Of course I want to go there. I want to eat Philly cheesesteak every day that I'm there. Is it unhealthy? Absolutely. But I'm, when else am I going to be there? That's the thing. Right. So I need to experience that. So I was like, yeah, and I want to try a show that I've never really done before. I'm always down for that. That's awesome. That. So, yeah. I you know it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm gonna segue right into that. Was that the first? I got you a cheesesteak. Yeah, yeah. Prior to that, was that the first and last time you actually had one? Uh, which day did you get it for me? It was right at. Remember, right after we did the panel. That was the second last. There was a. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG presents Talk Time Live. Show you can. It's time, talk time, let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, to come on and let's get it. Talk time, anime, comics, movies, and games, to come on and let's get it. Talk time, anime, comics, movies, and games, to come on and let's get it. Talk time, anime, comics, movies, and games, to come on and let's get it. Talk time, live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, we got a great show to talk about today. We're going to focus on the top five. Let me rephrase that. My top five anime based on Capcom games. This is in honor of our previous guest. That will be Jeffrey 
Chamba Cruz, as he like for me to put it and for you to put it as well. Um, he was great. I had a great time talking with him. It's been a year since I really had a chance to interview him and talk to him. The last time being Keystone Comic Con 2019 here in Philadelphia at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Uh, you know, a read pop event that I was a part of. And it's just been a lot of fun. If you got a chance to check out that interview, go out of your way to check it out. He is Udon. He is what I call. He doesn't have to say it. I will. He is the Udon Entertainment Elite, along with Long Vo and a whole bunch of other extremely talented guys who are the artists behind the Street Fighter franchise and all of Capcom's artwork is done by Udon. And it's just just an awesome thing. And I'm very honored to have him on the show i love getting artists on from time to time because you know as a you know artist myself via graphic designer logo designer it, it's really cool to have somebody to talk to uh in terms of you know craftsmanship and you know getting connected with people who have done the same things that i've done and in his case i i think he's superseded anything i've done from a standpoint of illustration and everything like i illustration is something i love but just never i don't know for the life of me just something i just was never able to want to, or i just never wanted to do it was never able just didn't want to do from a standpoint maybe it's because i felt like i it would be too hard for me to make it in that industry because there's hundreds of thousands of uh, people to do and or maybe it just wasn't my thing but i felt like graphic design was my thing and still i have a love for what he does and what a lot of these artists that i had on the show do it's just tremendous um but it was great to have him on and i definitely enjoyed his conversation about you know him in philly his cheesesteak uh, obsession now it was an experience i'm, I'm calling it an obsession now <laughs> and uh it just everything just everything uh his time what he's doing in australia right now how's COVID affected him and all this stuff if you haven't got a chance to check out the interview go out of your way to check it out uh it's on audio of course all of our favorite platforms spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podcast tune in amazon music all that it's there but if you want to see the really cool video version you head over to TalkTimeLive.com right now and check it out there. We have the video version there. There's some exclusive things that you get to see on there that you can't obviously see on an audio version. But it, I've you know managed to make a really cool video out of that as well. So he's going to be our next guest. But best, but guess what? We have another guest coming up uh, that I'm going to mention at the end of this show. So we got another. I, I swear to goodness, 2020, if not anything, has been very blessed for me in terms of this show because i've gotten to have to, to interview so many people this year and, and i mean it i i'm pretty sure i've superseded the amount of people that i the amount of interviews i had this year in accordance to every year prior to and you know i again with everything going on i'm just very happy I'm very blessed and I'm very honored to have all these people that I had the chance to talk to and some major people as well. The cast of Naruto, you know, Yuri Longthal, Tara, uh, Tara Platt, especially Steve Bloom, um, you know, Mary Elizabeth, uh, Lynn, I mean, just Molly Flanagan, Tom Gibbons. I mean, just so many people. Brian Donovan, just I, I, I'm I'm humbled and honored. And very, I, I can't tell you how humble I am because at any time of the moment, I feel like all of this can go away. All of this can go away in a moment because of my blackness. 
<laughs> and that's the crazy part. It's hard for me to enjoy it all in its totality, knowing that myself and knowing my community is still at harm. You know, I am in my own bubble here, quarantined and doing this show. I feel like if, you know, I still have this fair moment, I go outside and boom, it could be all over based on some stupidness, you know, and stuff, you know, it, it, that's, that's the reality of it. You know, it's funny because me and, um, me and Jeff talked about at the very end about voting and, you know, it, it is very important. We have to keep that conversation going. We got to keep it fresh. We're counting down the days to the election. And it is very important. And it, I, 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 you know, if you choose to want to fast forward this, that's on you. But I would highly recommend not because at this point, we're getting down to the wire. I got my mail in ballot uh, this week and I am happy as hell to be able to participate in this year more than anything with everything that has happened and everything's going on and the craziness is going on right now. And it's to the point. To any of my friends and family that is listening to this and any of the ACMG members that are listening to this and the new listeners out there on a Spotify and iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts and so forth and so on that are listening to this, you know, this is how I feel right now. At this point, I don't care how much you know about anything that you talk about on social media because we talk a lot. Some of it is true. Some of it is knowledgeable. Some of it is just a lot of BS. <laughs> uh, how tough you think you are. And trust me, I've been through it. <laughs> trust me. So I, I that, that's beyond me. What you've been through in life, because I've been through a lot of my life. How much good of a good or great parent that you are. And there are some good, uh, great parents. However, at this point, doesn't mean doesn't, I don't care. And what success you've done. You know, it, it's, it's just crazy because if you are not taking the brave and constitutional right to vote, anything you say to me, your family, your kids, your friends, your fan base, or your followers means jack shit. This is not the time to hold back and hide why, while others are standing back and standing by. You know, it, it is, it is, this is truly not the time. If you're not voting based upon, based upon the idea of fear or because you think that the system doesn't work, just step up and stop the bullshit. It's just you making an excuse not to take action. You know, I hate jury duty too, but guess what? I hate what's going on in and around this world right now. And to me, jury duty is not that big of a deal if I get picked or whatever. If it means that I am not going to have my rights and my values taken away. If women's rights is going to be taken away. If LGBTQ community rights is going to be taken away. None of that means anything. Do the simple math, people. And realize that the power in numbers can rid evil and corruption. No matter what, it, it works out. Just do the math. You know, it, the time for talking is over on that aspect, at least, you know, and this is coming from somebody who don't trust the system either. I don't trust the system at all, but I understand that we need to work have, or at least have the system work for us to all for, to make it work for us. So that, that we all need to work together, you know? So just to consider it that, but I won't talk too much more about that, but it is what it is. Get out and vote like just at all times, not to skip on it. It's now just do it. If you really hate what's going on right now, if you're affected by what's going on right now and everybody is to, to some extent, even if they don't realize it, it's time to make that change. 
And from this point on, keep making that change. Just as I digress. Like I said, we're going to focus on the top five anime based on Capcom games in honor of our guest from Udon Entertainment via Capcom. So uh, we got we got that in our talk topic today, but we got some news to talk about as well. So let's not waste any time, folks. Without further ado, let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. Right, so the first order of news is pretty much news that you guys already know. I mean, like Jamie Foxx uh, was announced to return as the character Electro, this time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Marvel Studios. Uh, he will be joining the cast of Spider-Man 3. Uh, Fox went on to Jamie Foxx, that is, went on to Instagram and posted the announcement and his excitement while also saying that he will not be blue this time around, which means there is a very strong possibility that he will be donning the original original Earth 616 costume that we're all used to and traditionally know. Uh, if you don't know what Earth 616, that is the prime universe in the Marvel Comics universe that is used for the original versions of the characters in Marvel Comics. And um, that's awesome. That is pretty much awesome. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, he did quickly take down the post, but not quick enough for people to print screen it and, and spread it around. So uh, no further details on how Electro will be introduced into this new world or as to whether his portrayal of his alter ego, Max Dillon, will be playing a part of this as well. So um, if it does, I hope that they make it and I, and I trust Marvel Studios because we trusted them for 11 years and for 11 years they gave us nothing but gold from gold to platinum as in terms of uh, the degree of their production of in in you know of the uh, in character development so I do believe that this is a means to get him back on track with that character and I love it um there's also the question of whether Spider-Man 3 will be will involve the Spider-Verse or Multiverse, which is something that will be played around with uh, Doctor Strange's sequel, uh, which is based on a multiverse as well. WandaVision also is speculated to be focused on the universe, uh, multiverse as well, or her manipulation or whatever. It is still unclear as to what we're going to be seeing in that uh, on that series when it hits in December. So. I am I am looking forward to it because I tell you this, Jamie Foxx was absolutely partially the best thing in that movie. Uh, while I wasn't too thrilled with the movie, and I have I find it hard to look back at it, especially even more now because we got two phenomenal Spider-Man movies from Marvel Studios. So it's really hard for me to want to watch the Amazing Spider-Man series because Andrew Garfield wasn't the best Peter Parker for me and for a lot of people. Uh, there's there's a minority of people who do like it, but for the majority, it just wasn't there. But his Spider-Man portrayal was good. Whereas Tom Holland's both Parker and Spider-Man is just on par the best, you know, by the majority of fans with Tobey Maguire being a really close second. And I say Tobey Maguire is in the league of his own because I felt like he portrayed 
a really good Earth 616 style Spider-Man and Sam Raimi did a great job really honing in on the comic book aspect of that uh, movie of the first two movies I should say so I, I'm all for it I'm all for it I think Jamie Foxx did a great job as as Electro not as Max Dillon because and it's not his fault that was whatever director the direction of that character was portrayed uh, they wanted him to be he felt like a a like a the Donner version of Electro from the Superman films it, that I, I really got that vibe the Donner films really kind of portray characters like that as well um and 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 this was kind of in that 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 fill and that and that in that parallel in, in a sense so i wasn't too particularly cool because here's the thing i've never met a black man who acted anything like that it, it the characteristics of him was just it, it that even a hair that like how are you who hold who i've never seen a brother ever with hair like max dylan in there and I felt like he was more like an Olivia Color character than anything. But when he became Electro, that's when he was really on. So if they could grab that essence of what he did with Electro, which I'm pretty sure they could do, but portray a better Max Dillon character, or not just don't do a Max Dillon character at all, but I'm feeling like they're probably gonna have to do some type of origin story for their version. I think they'll be able to knock it out the park. Like Jamie Foxx is not, it was never the problem. He's not the, 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 uh, the detractor of this whole thing. His portrayals and, and, and his acting ability is phenomenal. It, it's Oscar level. So I, I have no problem with that. It's just a matter of the direction. And I feel like Marvel Cinematic Universe has this theme of how they portray their characters in a very somewhat realistic aspect. So I feel like they're going to do him justice with that. So I am looking forward to that as well. Um, there's also the unanswered question regarding, of course, we know J. Jonah Jameson, uh, played by J.K. Simmons, is going to be on there. And so that's awesome and you know everybody everybody lit up when they saw him on uh, in the theaters for that remember theaters but um there's also unanswered questions regarding when uh where the scorpion will play as well because you know dating back to the first uh spider-man homecoming at the very end there was a little deal with um uh, michael keaton as adrian tombs and the guy who is set to who, who's no from um breaking bad who's no, and Better Call Saul, who was known for playing uh, Scorpion, which I think he's perfect for that. I mean, absolutely perfect for that role. So hopefully they didn't just, you know, loophole him out or plot hold him out, I would say. I, I hope that they find a way to bring him in to the uh, MCU because I think he will do a great job. I think there will be a great uh, standout moment. And honestly... I haven't seen him since. I haven't watched Better Call Sound. I need to catch up with that series. But you got to be in a certain mood to watch anything Breaking Bad or Better Call Sound or even Sons of Anarchy, man. It's like this with everything happening in 2020. I can't watch shows like that because it'll just put me in a place. So maybe in a better time, I will definitely watch that again. But those are awesome shows. Uh, just wrong time for me to be watching them. So if he's in that, he's still in Better Call Sound, which I yeah he is he's still alive because that was based on a prequel to breaking bad so i'm pretty sure he's gonna you know be around for some of those uh series as well but um yeah i i'm hoping that they bring him back but again 
I love this idea. Gives uh, Jamie Foxx a second chance to really put in some some real energy to this character. No pun. And uh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. I, I, I think the third and final movie is going to be crazy. And I think they're going to transition it to how... Uh, Tom Holland's gonna wind up going to the Sony universe and stuff. And uh, Venom, I believe Venom 2, or yeah, it was Venom, was it Venom 2? One of the deals, I forgot what movie that was that uh, Michael Keaton is in in his, in his Sony movies. I think it was, was it Venom 2 or was it another movie that he was supposed to be in that we saw him in? I, I, for, I totally forgot about that, but I think it was Venom 2. But, um, yeah, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. I just know, like, once Spidey, once Tom Holland leaves the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I have to remind, I got to condition myself to totally separate his his appearance on the Marvel Cinematic Universe to whatever the hell they're going to do now. Because this is a possibility that once he goes over there and they start doing whatever they're doing, that is not going to be the same. And I don't want it to deter, to deter um his involvement in his spectacular portrayals on that movie at all you know michael b jordan was in a fantastic four movie he's a great actor but they totally did him didn't do him justice as johnny storm unfortunately so are any of you watching the boys and i know that sounds like a stupid question but we gotta i I just gotta talk about that real quick um that show is absolutely stupendous (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't talk about it enough because there's so much going on in that movie. I mean, on that TV show that it's just it's, it's hard to really cover it. And I would have to do a weekly podcast alone on that show. But it's awesome. I love what they're doing with the series. I love that, they're, that, that they filmed the series so far behind what's going on right now in 2020 and yet it's so relevant there's a lot of tv shows and movies that have been filmed in 2019 and all of a sudden everything it's relevant to the chaotic things that is happening right now um i i I love it i love billy butcher i love carl or um urban and he his his love for the c-word which I'm thinking at this point, especially this last episode, the the uh, second to the last episode before the season finale next week, I feel like he has hit a world's record. Almost the same time, uh, almost almost not well. I mean, let's be real, not nearly, not nearly as what um, Leonardo DiCaprio did in Jacob. Because oh my God, that was that was relentless. That was absolutely relentless. But they got their due. So. Um, Jack Quaid and Huey, he comes off like he's, you root for this guy, but he becomes the proverbial Kenny from South Park because everything always happens to this dude. Every episode, it is unreal. But man, give it up for Anthony Starr as Homelander. First of all, the fact that he has an actual act. I love the fact that these guys have accents or whatever, and we see them on interviews or like prime rewind of the boys, and they have these totally different accents. He actually, kudos to him because of his portrayal, because people are actually hating this character so much that he totally changes his look. He he changed his entire look so he would be recognized as Homelander because of how much people hate that character. Um, and I love the fact that I don't understand why people haven't pointed this out, but he looks exactly like uh, Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. He looks, I mean, not just a little. He When he puts the blonde hair on and slick back, he is Zach Morris in a damn superhero suit. Okay, 
<laughs> this reminds me of like, you know, when I look at him, I just look at, I just look at Zach Morris and Zach Morris don't even look like himself anymore. He's on the show, um, Mixedus right now, you know, as Rainbow's father. So he don't even look like his old self right now, but it's like, this is why Zach Morris isn't shit. And this is why, <laughs> I, I mean, I love the show, but his, his God complex is relentless. It, 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 it knows no bounds. It is, it is absolutely crazy. And, uh, I can't say enough about how, you know, how much I love to hate that character, but I, I recognize that he is an actor, but it, it plays it really well. Uh, Aaron Moriarty is, I, I really, really like her character in here as well. I also, I like her off camera and on camera too. She's really kind of a sassy type of, uh, person off camera, but on, uh, it, this is the person who I first saw on uh, Jessica Jones. Um, she has evolved a lot since that role, and taking on this role now is more more of a lead role for her. Uh, it's really awesome. She's like the one superhero in here that is really trying to do good and seeing the bad in the seven and such. I, I, I really I, I so love it. Um, a Train gets on my last nerve. I hate him to high heaven. You sell out of a superhero. Um, but uh, no, Jesse Usher, really cool dude also. Like, thank goodness. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like the fact that they have an after show, like they, you know, like the Talking Dead. Because I think we get so immersed in these movies uh, and these TV shows that we sometimes believe the character to be. And the minute that we see the actual actors, you know, we tend to think or project that narrative and personality you know of that person like storm like for instance um stormfront <laughs> Aya cash as 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 great as a person she is all camera and, and attractive and everything she is on this uh, outside i want to see her destroyed <laughs> on this show because she's playing stormfront which you know a lot of folks or some folks may not know she um is a kind of a gender bin of a character they rewritten the role to be a female character in the comics she's actually a you know a male but i think they were i think they they absolutely genius whoever the genius writers and and um and 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 showrunner of this show is brilliantly decided to make her a female character and it fits the format of everything including her relationship with Holander in here it's just awesome and it just changed everything because of the the history that she has and you know why she is who she is and why she's been around for so long and stuff like that and her involvement with certain uh anarchists and, and dictators of the past it's just crazy uh, I absolutely love it Kobe speaking of um what is it? Uh, Jessica Jones. Also, Kobe uh, Minifay is on here, and she's a, she's just as annoying as ever. She was annoying on Jessica Jones, but she she somewhat became a lovable character to some extent. But uh, in here, she's just as annoying and obnoxious in here as well. Um, and she's all about the money. She's a PR person and all this stuff. And you know, they sometimes do whatever they have to to make the per to make the product or person look good. And you know. It is what it is, but also, um, man, you got Becca Butcher, who's from, uh, who's actually uh, sh the actress uh, Chantel Van uh, Satin, uh, who a lot of people know 
was also uh, a fan favorite on The Flash because she played Patty on uh, on The Flash. The, <laughs> you know, it's funny when uh, even though we know he was going to be with Iris, when Barry was with uh, Patty, people we wanted so bad to that for that relationship to work, and I hated the fact that she bounced. But Iris, it, it was meant to be for Iris, but she played such a good character as. Um, as as patty on uh the flash but becky butcher hair she plays it just as well and she's the mother uh of homelander's kid it's just so horrible this show the story of this show is just so horrible man and you know the relationships um you know laz orlonzo which aisha tyler said he got his shirt game is always strong and it is he 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 has some of the best t-shirts ever and he you know he got he got to frame the rocket really well so um yeah, he's really great as Mother's Milk. I still don't, I hate that name. <laughs> it is what it is. But this is a comedy, man. This is, uh, in all the darkness, this is a comedy. Black Noir is something else. Um, a, a silent character played by Nathan Mitchell. But man, this is this is what happens if Snake Eyes went rogue and he had powers to boot. Enough said. You're like you do not mess with that dude so there's a lot going on there's a, so much going on with the series i absolutely love it man if you and it's not for kids i'm just you, you we have to point out this is not a kid's superhero show at all they point out on some real world stuff um yeah i really do need stormfront dead I, i'm just thinking about how she murdered she races like it she was she's insanely racist and she had no problem murdering people and the projects you know that scene to me I, I feel like people overlooked that scene when she first arrived and she was tracking somebody down and she just killed a father and the kids for no reason just to get to this other guy like it's just crazy so next week is the season finale and if you guys haven't seen it go out of your way to see it this week because it was a head exploding great chaotic episode <laughs> to say that man uh, i i can't i don't even know what the hell to say about that ending but it was just crazy and go out of your way to check out uh you know the boys prime rewind too because aisha tyler does a great job as always moderating these show these little uh you know segments and shows it's very entertaining that the first episode was kind of a it was kind of weak but as weeks get, gradually went by it got better and got better and got better and they actually brought in guests as well uh into the shows some guests not even from the shows uh jeffrey uh, jeffrey d morgan i believe uh, came on the show as well um and uh he he was just awesome yeah it, it was just an awesome show so let me give me one second here just typing one thing up there you go can't believe the walking dead is still around <laughs> that, what is that show indy isn't that i think it is ending isn't it i stopped watching that so long ago and jeffrey d Morgan. yeah 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 definitely here um so yeah go out of your way to check it out it's just absolutely awesome and um if you haven't already but i just i felt like after this week it's just so much going on i had to mention it i had to bring it up just so such a great thing um moving on back to the movie situation monster hunter the movie capcom's latest uh project is coming back apparently so um very, earlier than thought they're gonna bring it out of movies uh this december apparently so it was reported 
IGN uh, reported that the movie's coming out in December. Uh, the movie was said to be postponed till April. It was supposed to be out uh, now, but because of COVID, they everybody's postponing things. So this was supposed to be coming out in April 2021. Um, there's no mention as to why, as of yet, why this decision was made. Um, it's been crazy with movies so far, as you uh, you know, as far as their decisions to do, uh, you know, to do theaters and not, and how was how well it's going to affect. I think due to the circumstances of what's been going on for the last couple weeks, things might change. <laughs> especially due to the the highest of offices getting you know contracted now so uh, there might be a situation it, it there could be a situation now because of that um but if, if if you don't know this movie is directed by mortal Kombat resident evil director paul ws anderson and once again starring his wife mila jovovich and who is who was the lead actor for the uh original resident evil series as well which went so far left from the game it ain't it isn't funny so i don't i i really don't know how far they're gonna go with this monster hunter movie all i know is that they're doing some type of of a dimension traveling type of storyline with this that just sounds absolutely awful <laughs> in this case so there's that but there's still a wonder whether it is best to actually stream certain movies on demand as opposed to going into theaters because of the risk of the coronavirus. Um, I, I guess as if I was reading right, uh, Tenet reportedly by uh, as reported by Variety made 280 million worldwide with uh, a 3.4 million at the box office. Uh, it located from within 200 and. Uh, 2,850 locations in week four. Uh, I believe it was said in four weeks the movie made up to 41 million domestically. So it's, it's here's the thing. I don't know what their budget was, and I doubted their budget was less than uh, 41 million to make that movie. I really doubted that movie. Let me see if I can find it on. Um, let me see. I may be able to find it on. Let me see. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes usually tell you stuff like this, how much movies made in a box office as opposed to their budget. So let me find that real quick and see what's going on. Uh, tenant, 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 tenant. Here we go. Seven, got a 71. Uh, certifiably fresh by 71%. Audience gave it a score of 76 uh, where did they tell you the budget for this? Yeah, box office made 31. Oh, it actually says 31.1 uh, million. Uh, budget. They usually put in a budget for this, but I don't see it. But I'm pretty sure it's, I, I, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. I would be surprised if they didn't spend over that amount to make that movie especially with all the special effects and everything going on uh because no matter how many times you see special effects on certain movies it's still expensive as hell to put together so yeah u.s gross apparently according to rotten tomatoes is 36.1 i don't really think that's incredibly a success um not by a long shot and I, it probably could have made a, a, a percentage more with that but I don't know. I don't know. Um, we also know that Mulan only made like 64 mil too. And I'm pretty sure, like I'm pretty sure a lot of these movies can range up to like a hundred mil, you know, in budget. 
So I, I, I don't know if they broke even or even went under in that case because of Corona and COVID. But it, it's just been a strain. Uh, actually, it, it's crazy because I just, you know, speaking of variety, I watched this video on the article that I was talking about um, Tenet and, and all these other um, movies that they were that were coming out. And the video was showing how folks in other countries were handling, you know, going to the movies. And man, I haven't, I know that there are theater, our local theater here, which is to me in my area is only like a couple blocks away. So I know, I know that they're not open. They've never been open. It looks like they don't have the means to open and be safe in this. And, and they don't want to, they don't even want to try it. So, and I, I commend them for it. It's unfortunate, but like, yeah, unfortunately when I walk up around there, you know, just to go to the uh, supermarket or whatever, or whatever like that, I still see the same movie that I had seen uh, months ago. And that was like Sonic the Hedgehog or something like that. That was the last movie that I saw over there. And it's still displaying over there, um, which is unfortunate and sad, but rather that than be safe, than not be safe. Um, but some theaters are open back and with limited capacity. And it just doesn't look, it, do, it looks like it's too much work. And that's what you don't want when you go out to the movies. That's why I feel very comfortable at home watching anything because, and that's just me, but it, to go to all this, it's bad enough we got to travel to the movies to go in, get a parking lot, you know, get a parking spot, which you probably don't have a problem these days, but to have hand sanitizer at your, at every back and call in every situation and to wear a mask at all times, which I am cool wearing a mask if need be, but like, if I want to eat popcorn, if I want to have food and all the stuff, which I, I don't know how they're doing it there, but it just doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel, uh, whole, you know, um, you know, like, like it's a place of hospitality or, you know, it's a welcoming environment. You know, it's like, it feels like a biohazard environment to me. So, I mean, this is why I've opted out of going to the movies. This, I, I really feel like I can wait. Like Mulan, I believe is coming out in December. Unfortunately, I just have to wait for that. I mean, yeah, they have it on, on demand, but I, I'm not really looking forward to seeing that movie right now. I, now, if they would have put out black widow and i don't understand i i feel like i seriously believe because of the popularity of um the popularity of the marvel cinematic universe and the marvel movies the marvel studios movies i should say i truly believe that that movie would be the most successful in an on-demand uh situation I truly, I don't know why they don't believe that. They went with Mulan, but they decided not to go with Black Widow. I feel like Black Widow would have made just as much money or almost up to the amount of money that it would have made worldwide. I think it would have hit records. And I hate the fact that they're dodging that. I, it's, it's almost like an insult to the character, to Scarlett Johansson, to think that like she, that movie, like say what you will about her with uh, on any of the movies that she's been in outside of that and how her movies didn't sell like she was uh ghost in the shell and there was a lot of controversy with that um the other movie that she was in it, it's hard to get her out of the move out of the idea that she is black widow because she you know embodied that character so well and i truly believe because we want to see that movie we want to see 
you know, her in action. We want to see all the new characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We definitely, more than anything, want to see Taskmaster. I truly believe that fans will go out of their way to spend 30 bucks on Disney Plus and subscribe to Disney Plus if that movie went on that platform. That is just my thought, but I truly believe that. I think there. I think I truly believe that. I would have, I would have went with that. I would. I think fans would have spent 30, 40 bucks, which I think that's more than enough to accommodate somebody in a theater. And here's the thing. Yeah, there's a family full of people. So even if you pay forty bucks, that's still ten dollars per person. You're still making that much. You may not. The theaters may not be making money on on food or whatever like that, but um, and and, and concession and such, but at least we, they would get their money's worth and it'll be all in-house and not distributing out to anybody else so i i don't know i don't know they they're and, and maybe it's just that they're trying to help the theaters out and I, and if that's the case i understand that um because theaters do need something to, for people to sell on and we do want to be back in the theater so in that sense i i'm okay with that so Ah, it is what it is folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and i'm going to talk about my five my top five anime based on capcom games we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Fight! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my top five anime, TV series, or movies based on Capcom games. Uh, I haven't actually watched these anime series or movies in a long time, but I do remember me getting very excited when I was uh, younger. Uh, and when I say younger, like some of these, some of the picks that I have dates back to uh, possibly when I was in high school or in my early years of college. It's like. 2000 to maybe 2000 you know one or two or three or whatever like that but um yeah it was huge it was so huge because anime in the 90s in the mid 90s going into the uh, early 2000s was a huge boom in a sense of you know just being at all of what we were seeing at the time now is so commonplace to see anime and everything that it does but back then when it was first being tape traded and such you know we were just ecstatic because we were just going through some of the most unappealing looking you know uh animated series in our country here you know as much as we love the beavers and the buttheads and you know the rugrats and all this stuff and you know but i i think in a sense of what uh Seth MacFarlane said they were just you know some of the character designs 
are really visually unappealing uh, compared to what we would see in anime. And that's why, you know, his his character design for Family Guy is so well drawn. It's almost uh, in, a, in, a, in a fashion, in a classic traditional fashion of comic strip. And, but when you look at, like, oh God, I'll give you a great example. Uh, two animated series uh, in, a, in, a, in America based on uh, time-honored and classic video games, Street Fighter, and what was the other one? What was the other one? Mortal Kombat, which was, you know, done by uh, the USA Network. They were horrible. And I mean horrible in comparison. Like, I I don't much like the uh, Scorpion's Revenge art style as much, but it's still slightly better, in terms of animation at least, uh, than what we saw from that old uh, series back then. Street Fighter was another one. It was, instead of, back then, we got... It was crazy because there was a ton of different Street Fighter content coming out, uh, both in TV series and in anime. Uh, you know, we had the USA uh, version from the USA Network, which was more like G.I. Joe. And well, meanwhile, at the same time, Japan was coming out with the Street Fighter animated series or animated movie. And then following that, there was the Street Fighter 2V series which was kind of their version or their telling of street fighter alpha in a sense but not not really uh it went a total different direction that people didn't you know want to go because you didn't see the iconic look of ryu like he didn't have the headband he didn't have any of that he was fighting in bison way before he got to that point of the tournament they never even mentioned a tournament it was just it was a total retelling of the story that we really wanted to see which was everybody entering the grand tournament to face in bison at the end we never really got that we didn't even get that from the actual movie and it says but it felt very close to what we were seeing and as far as far as character design and you know somewhat development it, it did kind of play around the idea that these people fight around the world but the actual mean was that m bison was looking for recruits all over the world for the strongest to you know enter shadow which was kind of the which was kind of the storyline of the movie it was more related to the actual story of the game than street fighter 2v was but the the animated series in america was far removed from that and i mean it's like you had shadow and then you had you know the street fighter crew teaming up together like it was G.I. Joe versus Cobra, which was totally whack in a sense. Funny thing, if you watch, if you uh, if you have the Retro Crush anime app, the which is like the newest anime uh, stream, free anime, I should say free anime streaming app. Now they do have a fee. It's like $5.99 if you don't want to commercial ads and they will provide you with extra content as well, like extra uh, exclusive uh anime that they have rights to so you'll get to see that and they, they really do have a collection that i have not seen in any fun in funimation or retro crush i mean um funimation and uh let me rephrase that Crunchyroll, i should say or or even the uh the other ones like netflix or anything they have their own collection of anime that we haven't seen and some we might have i know metabots is on there and i'm really happy that they have that the actual english version of that because i love the english cast of metabots so that's on there too they have both sub and dub in there as well but i digress also in there is the is the uh is street fighter the animated movie but also the american series this is not an anime i don't understand why they even add that on but it's in there it's in there uh whether you like it or not but 
you know that's just that's one of the uh one of the things on there but capcom the success of capcom has afforded them the opportunities to do anime versions of the series based on their popular games and this has been going on for years dating back to the early 90s so we got to see street fighter we got to see dog stalkers we got to see street fighter v and alpha and all those things um there was a lot of you know difference there and here's the thing we as otaku you know in this country our very our our, our definition of otaku in, in the u.s um when we saw that an anime adaption to a video game was being made, that set the standards of how great that series is and how iconic that series became because not many games get a actual anime or TV series or anime series based on them or even OVA or whatever based on them. So when you saw that, it was like that special. It actually added on to the legend of that game. So uh capcom has had the pleasure of coming out with a bunch of these over the years and uh they're still coming out with movies and in, in, in animated series we just talked about dragon dogma last week on the show and that was actually pretty good now is it one of my top five nah i i mean it was great i like i i didn't play the game i'm not really visually fond of the game per se i heard it was really good but you know to each his own on that one but uh the the anime i felt was really compelling enough you know you heard you, if you didn't hear my review on that go ahead and check it out last week there's a really good shocking ending and twist of that that i really enjoy but overall is it and in my top five nah not even so here is in fact my top five and i based this on the it, it, i based my top five based on how well the actual anime looks and uh, feels to the actual game does it really immerse you in as much of the game does it play to the characteristics of the game that's what i went with i mean there's there's a lot of great choices in there and i'm sure everybody has their own but here is mine and i'll mention i have some honorable mentions as well so i will say for my first one absolutely uh, devil may cry and i love what they did with this show. uh you know shout out to ruben langdon who uh who's been on the show like god three or four times already um you know we you know i love this anime because not only because he's in it but they uh, you know they have him reprising his role from the game but also it plays on the nature and characteristics of the series of the actual games you know he is a detective or monster hunter or whatever like that for hire and that's exactly what it is in the game and they had storylines based upon that and characters based upon that a lot of the characters from the game made it onto the anime as well um they a lot of the story elements that we're no that we're familiar with is in the actual anime as well so i really enjoyed it and the art style is absolutely phenomenal it, it, and the music is phenomenal as well like the music is very memorable uh especially the main theme uh theatrical uh orchestrated theme that they have for it it's, it's really really memorable so i think they really did a great job capturing the game in anime form with that my second and i really love this and, I, and by the way a lot of what i'm picking here is rather on funimation now uh, you get on the funimation app or the retro crush app and again retro crush is free you can definitely check that out there is there are some ads on there but it's free so you know if you're looking for a great free option because certain illegal streaming sites are going 
Retro Crush got you on some things and some classics too, and some really old school classic. Hence, hence the word retro on air. So, my second one will be Phoenix Writers Ace Attorney, which is available on uh, Funimation, both English and sub, on air. And again, you have another you have another great series that really captures and it actually, in terms of spot on accuracy, uh, compared to Devil May Cry, Phoenix Wright is even more accurate than it is than devil may cry is like some of the storylines that are that they portray are exactly from the game like the cases that they cover everything they i mean they change nothing it is it is as accurate as scott pilgrim versus the uh world is to the comic to the actual uh graphic novel or the watchman is the movie is to the watchman graphic novel there is some close 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 straight to source type of you know aspects of phoenix Wright. if you're a phoenix Wright fan there's no doubt that you'll love this anime because everything from the anime everything from the game is on like it's on the game right down from almost i i can't i can't say word from word but scene from scene uh everything from case all the cases that they cover in the game that i've played has been on air you know him being framed and his uh the lawyer his rival lawyer being framed and the uh, the superhero you know uh the character the actor who played the superhero on a tv show who is also framed as like all all of those are on it his friend being framed all of those cases are on air. if you play phoenix right ace attorney you know before then you know what to expect the anime is actually really really good and they play extremely well to that uh number three <laughs> you know i would make this number one but there's a reason why i didn't make it number one because this was one of the first capcom animes out there and it met all standards back then but looking at it now it doesn't exactly but i still love it still love it for what it is street fighter the animated movie the reason why i didn't make this my number one is because and none of them and and by the way devil may cry is my number one uh i think on here even though phoenix Wright was i say if phoenix Wright was more accurate i enjoyed devil may cry a lot more in that case but um street fighter is my number three because it was the one that everybody remembers that everybody loved uh animation still holds up today to this day i think it came out forgot when street fighter the animated movie came out let me see if i could check that actually uh right here but when that movie came out oh my goodness we were everybody was looking for that tape and you know it came out in japan first and then they did an american version uh shortly after and uh it was 1990 wow 1994 that movie came out that movie was an absolute game changer uh we got to see so many great like i said like if you watch it today the animation the character design is still absolutely on point it is absolutely dropped in on point um but we got to see a lot of cool things that we wanted to see and in comparison to what they did with the because all right here's the thing at the time like i said we had the usa network animated series but also we had the jean-claude van damme movie that came out exactly the same time in america that this movie came out in japan and while the one in america was just an utter joke in comparison and I, unfortunately i'm not gonna lie i went to the movies twice say because at the time it was all we had like if we look at that now if they came out with that now it'll be an utter piece of crap <laughs> in comparison but 
you know, we didn't have anything that was representing something that we loved like that before. So it was like, all right, bet this is what we got. But then we look in Japan and they come out with Street Fighter, the animated movie. It had everything. It had the look of the game. It had the fight scenes that was great. Ryu versus Fei Long. Uh, you had, you know, Ryu and, and, and Ken versus Bison you know that which spawned which uh spawned the two versus one mode in street fighter alpha on the playstation you know that that really really sold the playstation out man and i absolutely love it you had uh chun lee versus um vega which is in bison in japan no it's not in bison um it's balrog in japan i should say um but those fights were awesome and you know to, to all the uh, pervy sages out there you got to see chun lee naked so there you go and take note you also got to see my shirinui from fatal fury naked too on that one <laughs> now granted if i was talking about best anime based on video games fatal fury osami obari would definitely <laughs> obari would definitely be on there but this is just capcom based so um yeah but we got to see so much man it was just it gave us a lot we got to see the fights we got to see um you know a lot of our, our favorite characters uh god uh you know and then what was great about this this came out right about the time street fighter 2 the new challengers came out which was the which cammy t-bird or t-hawk um who was the other ones Faye long and uh what's my man what is what is my man i forgot the reggae uh the jamaican dude that they had on there but all of them was all of them was in there and um at the time so it really met the hype of that that even heightened it more because you know street fighter 2 a new challenger just brought it in that was right before no it wasn't it was street fighter 2 a new challengers x ultra street fighter 2x which was the premiere of akuma and akuma did kind of play as an easter egg in the movie you got to see him once in the movie and in, in the indian scene so man this this movie had it all with the only part i hated about the movie or i didn't like about the movie is that i really wanted it and it's my it's just a nitpicking thing i really wanted it to be based on the tournament that they were all in which is what the actual story of the game was so it didn't meet all of the expectations but it met most of the expectations of the actual uh you know game and in 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 hindsight i didn't mind the story that they replaced it with being that m bison was um recruiting fighters from around the world and checking on their power levels and what i didn't mind that because that's kind of was that kind of was what the idea of the actual story from the game was about it's just they just left out the tournament aspect of it and i think if they would have added you know the tournament aspect it wouldn't be bad it wouldn't be bad but i i it is still one of my fa all-time favorite games based on not just capcom but video games in general some there so but i tell you what why is i should have upped this one but number four is dark stalkers night warriors if you will oh another one just spot on just absolutely spot on to everything that we've seen from that game another classic fighting game a, a fighting game that gamers are aching for capcom to make right now uh like i don't understand like it's, it's the playstation 5's coming and if we're not going to get a street fighter 6 damn sure we should get a new dog stalkers because i think that will really make get people so hyped right now i don't know why but fans are i guess they're just tired of street fighter 5 right now but they're constantly always people complaining about the new changes or whatnot i haven't played street fighter 5 since it came out when it was highly you know acclaimed and playable <laughs> at the time but there's some like uh ui changes 
to the uh, formats or whatever that people don't like. Um, but whatever. Regardless, Darkstalkers met the hype. I mean, the game was so popular, it came out with a OVA, which is an original video animation, uh, short series, if you will. And it still, another, another anime that to this day still holds up. And I so badly want to play that game in a new way right now seeing dimitri and uh you know all the other characters in there and oh it's just awesome and anyway it, it played to the game it played to the game storyline and narrative a lot because it was just like people weren't you know inhabited by a bunch of you know creatures of the night and some of them were good some of them were evil and then you had uh what was the bounty hunter's name oh man dog stalkers let me see Dark Stalker. It's and take note. It's been a long time since I watched, since I played this game. Dark Stalkers Three. Let's go there because all of the characters that were in the game were mostly from that uh, that version. So we got characters here. Characters released for that plot. Exception. Uh, what was Dom uh, Dominic or Donovan? Wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think Night Warriors. Dimitri Maximoff, we got Morgan, Anslot, Felicia, um, all of them was in there. All of them, even Don in Donovan, it was Donovan, who was the bounty hunter seeking Dimitri. And and then you had oh, um, Pyron. Whew. And it just, that ended up leading to a epic, epic, epic battle between uh, Donovan and Pyron. And shoo, geez. Now, the one thing it didn't have is Jetta. So that was the only one, you know, because I think it came out before. I think it came out during the Darkstalkers 2. But Darkstalkers 3 didn't have Jetta or, or Lilith or Queen or QB or BB Hood or any of those in there as well. So, but still, it was absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah, Donovan and the little child was in there and it played to everything they did a great i thought they did it just as great as a job with that as they did with um both devil may cry and phoenix right there and i guess my last one which it's also a street fighter it's also a street fighter um you know movie but it went a total different direction here it was really interesting street fighter alpha generations not the original alpha but generations and the reason why i picked this one as my fifth is because it was it was a different animation uh style and then you also had the story the backstory of uh goki aka akuma on there and also you know ryu fighting his evil spirit within him his evil hado or his dark hado as you put it in there but he also goes into the major clash with uh akuma which we've always wanted to see as well so i really like that movie and, and if you haven't seen that i highly recommend it. that's also out on uh i think that's out on amazon prime as well as other aspects as well but i think amazon prime has uh alpha generations on air as well um those are my top five i mean it was hard to do it because there's some other great you know anime that came from the capcom universe uh honorable mention people probably forgot beautiful joe actually had a series from 2004 to 2005 it didn't last long but i thought it did pretty well in there um I didn't really realize this was a Capcom game. Sin, uh, Sin Goku Basara, which is available on, uh, uh, what is it, Funimation is out now. They got, you know, dozens and dozens of their series on, uh, in, on there as well. I remember Power Stone had an anime that came out as well. I believe it was like an OVA as well. But then you also got the original Street Fighter 
Alpha, which was really, really good. And that could have been in my top five, but it, 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 it was not, trust me, I highly recommend Street Fighter Alpha, but there was something in there that didn't really stick to what was going on in the actual series they for some reason decided to go another direction it wasn't a bad direction per se but it just wasn't the, the direction that you recognize from the game but it looked like the game characters for, that was illustrated by uh i forgot maybe it was i don't know if it was bingus or Akiman who, who they were patterning the design off but um their their art style off of but um it was really well done really well animated really uh character design was superb um fight scenes were great they even had a new character in there that was awesome as well um very dark v both street fighter alpha um the, the generation movie and uh street fighter alpha the series which was an ova as well very very dark premise there no m bison on there as well but they had it was really mostly focusing on ryu and his dark hado and how it is how it was consuming him and such and um voice acting was pretty good it was just, this was way before uh cow a bear and uh ruben langdon took over the roles when they took it over on uh street fighter 4 and street fighter 5 and street fighter 5 the anime which wasn't in my honorable mention like i i personally liked i liked the street fighter 5 anime you know the fight i think it's called the fight within or something like that uh where it was more focused on street fighter 5 and seth and all that but i didn't particularly like the animation style the art style well the animation was great but the art style was a little in comparison to all the other ones it was a little bit a little bit of lackluster in comparison still better than the usa network version i will tell you that um street fighter 5 I, I would give a mention a honorable mention that because even though it didn't go that direction it took me a while i started getting used to it so it wasn't that bad but um there's also mega man nt warriors or fate stay night also was a good one there's a lot of great anime i won't i as much as i there will probably people argue me i won't count the american version of mega man the one before nt and all that stuff uh because you know if you count the intro yeah that was i'm pretty sure that was made in japan but anything after that was like mm, it would look like a saturday morning cartoon to me but i still like that show uh nonetheless they did have one episode that i think it was uh animated in japan and it was in it based on um mega man x from the future it was probably their best episode uh to date from there but nonetheless there are tons of great anime out there and uh you know kudos to them and i this is why i love Com uh, capcom when i told uh jeff cruz on the interview i i mentioned that like part of what makes capcom so great is the animation and the art style itself i mean they totally celebrated you know the art and illustration and, and arts and artists involved in it and that's what i think what made the games so successful in hindsight you know it wasn't just the control of schemes and the you know uh, schematics of the game and the development of the game it was also very much the art and the art and the artists that were involved in it so there you have it folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live now i mentioned at the beginning of the show that i have a new guest coming this week for talk time live exclusive uh, we have officially locked it in so unless something goes wrong <laughs> or there's something there needs to be postponed i will have this guest on next week but it is a guest from 
the company Supergiant Games. If you recognize that name, it is because I just reviewed the game known as Hades last week, which I absolutely, absolutely freaking enjoying and still enjoying right now. Uh, I believe Greg, uh, Greg Kasavin, if I'm saying that right, I'll make sure I get it right by the time I get there. But Greg Kasavin, uh, who is the creative director of Supergiant Games, will be on the show to talk about what Supergiant Games has been up to aside from Hades. And we'll be, of course, we'll be talking about Hades because I think that after playing this game, this game has got to be a game of the year candidate of some sort so uh he agreed to come on next week so we will have him i believe we should have him on beautiful hd um as well as so stay tuned for that and hopefully that'll work out we'll definitely have more audio as well and if anything goes wrong it'll just be audio but definitely so far so good with these video interviews i'm really happy about the uh, aspect of all these video interviews especially the one uh just recently with uh with chamba because that went off really really well so uh guys i hope you're enjoying all this and i really have a lot of fun working on these so Again, thank you so very much for being part of the show. Stay tuned for that Talk Time Live exclusive. And who knows who else is going to be coming on the show. This has been the biggest and most amount of interviews I've done in the history of Talk Time Live. And I couldn't be any happier to have these people on to talk about some of the our favorite, you know, fandoms and learn from them as well. So, you know, hope you guys enjoy it and in really take advantage of these opportunities that we're having here so again thank you guys so very much please continue to support us and thank you to all the new listeners that has come on uh as of recent we get we're getting another hike in listenerships and downloads and whatnot and percentages are going up so that's awesome uh followers are even going up as well on especially on Podbean. uh thank you guys so very much and um again if you want to check us out subscribe and download on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher Podbean, TuneIn, and Amazon Music as well. And I should always add Pocket Cast as well for those who go there. Um, you can also check us out on TalkTimeLive.com. The video version of the Chamba interview is up now. This episode will be up pretty soon as well. And um, much more much more people so stay tuned for all that and more and if you want to check out all of our exclusive interviews i recently updated it but again i'm going to have to update it even more on the exclusive page you're going to talktimelive.com and tap on to the tab that says talk time live exclusive it'll take you directly to all of our interviews that we've had in this past year as well so uh stay tuned and there's more to come so that'll do it for me folks again countdown's coming get ready to vote stay safe out there mask up because we learned this week that nobody is safe nobody's immune we always most of us always knew that but others try to deny it there's no point in denying it now <laughs> so definitely keep yourself safe keep everybody else safe and get ready to vote because we need to change that aspect so we can keep everybody safe not only just from corona but from just human well-being inequality for all so that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out there stay tuned for next week select start and of course our new exclusive with super giant as well take care
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.